This is the 40-year-old Bond Virgins podcast. This meeting is being recorded. It was a loudie. Good. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, good. It feels weird, though, doesn't it? Last, yeah, last Bond movie. For now. It's sad. <laughs> it is sad. And I have such strong opinions now. (laughs) Strong opinions? Well, no, maybe not strong opinions, but I am more well-informed than I was before. And Ah. so Stu watched it with me, and after the film, he was like, you know, because none of the other Bonds referenced Tracy, and I was like, well, actually... <laughs> um, <laughs> Roger Moore sat by a grave, and then yeah. pretty short sure was Timothy Dalton who mm-hmm. uh, uh, went to Felix's wedding. And yeah, don't talk about, like, don't talk don't about talk it. About Sword he corrosion. Had a, he had a bad breakup thirty years ago. It's <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> like, oh, mm. I, I know some stuff. So you so knowledge bomb him. I, I did a bond knowledge bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Um, ah. Before we get started, okay. Joey is going to make me a cocktail. Right. We're going to make a Vespa live. You've got Vespas. yours? So I've got my zest glass. lemon in glass. Okay. And I've got a bowl of ice with a shaker with enough for two drinks in it. Okay. So, I'm gonna... oh, so the ingredients are in there? Yeah. Okay. All right, Jolie. I'm shaking it, not stirring need ice. It. Why doesn't it make a noise in yours? Because the ice is in the bowl. Because if, if I leave the second drink for like halfway through the podcast, it turns to mostly water. Oh, I see. Okay. All right, Julie, if, I, I think ours is going to be a bit noisier. Man, That's that view thing. behind you, I really want to go to that place. Do you know where yeah. it is? No, <laughs> I want to go. It looks <laughs> fucking awesome. Okay. This is right. a, uh, what measurements are you doing? Okay, so we're doing, that's enough, yep. Okay, one more. Right. So these are the measurements. We're going to assume this is one measure, Jolie. I think that might be 10 mils. I'm not sure. Okay, we're doing 10 mils of the Lille Blanc. Meanwhile, I'm going to get my lemon. Okay, she's going to start pouring the measure. I am going to open up my ingredients again. So I... I'm doing this from the BBC Good Food yeah, recipe. Okay. So I did. Okay. Is it two well, two shots of gin, a shot of vodka, and half a shot of Lille? That sounds about right. So I've got Basically, ten mils of Lille. So now we're going to do twenty of vodka. So we're going to do two of those, the same measure. She's even got the little uh, little proper. Oh, can't see it in the background. Uh, Get hold it in front of me. Oh, yeah. Ah. Jody. Proper little measures. Right, so two sloshes of that. You okay? <laughs> I think you have to literally turn it upside down. Oh, okay, she's got it. She's got it. You got it. <laughs> it's going to be strong. I know. Insanely strong. But I think that was the point when he... <laughs> when he know, had he... six of them. Yeah, six of them on the plane. <laughs> All That's right, filled. Drink, my lemon yep done and that spritz in the glass with it 
I mean, I don't know if that's working. There we go. No, 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 that's enough. No, that's no, I'm sure that'd be fine for me because then we want 60 mils of gin. So I think that's a 20, so do three of those. If that's a 10, I reckon this is a 20. You could have done, but I didn't think of it at the time. <laughs> um, so I don't like gin. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a fan of um, Smirnoff vodka. Okay. So I'm hoping this 10 mil of Lille masks <laughs> really the four shots in. of gin and vodka. And <laughs> but I had to buy. I bought. I had to buy Gordon's and Smirnoff because that's what he uses, isn't it? So. Oh, I didn't go so to those other, lengths. Although we had Smirnoff, that is Smirnoff here. vodka, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, you're going to do the old shaky, shaky. So for 10 seconds, hold the top. Okay, nine, eight, <laughs> seven, six. Oh, I got five, some olives as well. Four, three, two, one. I saw that's totally decadent, man. <laughs> Ooh. And now we're double straining. But we didn't have an extra strainer, so we're using a garlic press. Okay. <laughs> yep, just pour it in. And there we go. Mm. It's quite a small drink, which is probably for the best. Yes, definitely for the best. It's just going to be extremely strong. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a beer next to me as well, just so I can uh, yeah, wash the taste no, away. Nice. <laughs> you go. I'm going. Jolie's just having. What do you think? That is short. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, darling. Thank you, Jolie. Leave that there. I'll sort that out later. You just put the ice away. And leave everything else. Okay. Cheers. Cheers to us. Cheers. Where am I over there? That's all right. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mm. he was on to something. Yeah, he was. Okay. <laughs> nice work. I could drink that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. For a gin drink, I don't, I'm not a big fan of gin, but that's not bad. Right. <laughs> I'm a mouthful of beer. Okay. <laughs> Some stats. Stats. Today we're talking about No Time to Die, the last of the Daniel Craig canon, the last of the Bond films to date, released in 2021 after a big gap and postponement because of covid it yep. runs at a whopping two hours and 43 minutes an unnecessary two hours 43 minutes i would say Un you say unnecessary unnecessary okay i think they could have cut some shit it's only the longest film by 13 minutes sure i mean <laughs> even the, 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 the previous longest film could have cut some shit as well Oh, okay. Um, four and a half stars on Sky, four and a half on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 7.3 on IMDb. Okay. Nice. Nice stats. 
So when you do when you do long stats, I put the short song on. But when you do really short stats, I put the really long song on because I think it's funnier when the song is longer than the actual stats. <laughs> how 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 are my stats longer sometimes? Do I just waffle on about them? Sometimes you don't bother looking up the sky or talking about the film length or anything like that. Uh... So it's just like two two figures and that's it. <laughs> So inconsistent. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How did you watch it this week? How did you watch it this week? So, Lee, this week I made it quite the event. We decided to make it a bit of a family viewing. Mm. I... I had to pay... I had to purchase this film via Sky Store. Purchase the film? I purchased as in own the film, it. as in, I ordered it through Sky Store for the princely sum of £13.99. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I got it as a buy and keep, which means it downloads onto my box and it stays there forever. But I also get a physical DVD of it in the post. Oh, that's yeah. that's what you're getting for Christmas. Well, okay. I already <laughs> own it, but that's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> And we all sat down Saturday night, all of us on the sofa, 7.30, snacks, Mm -hmm. laptop at the ready, made notes as I went through, got extremely drunk. Mm. And then today sat and sat properly at the computer and rewrote my notes and listened to quite a few podcasts this afternoon, actually, but for various reasons, didn't complete any of them because at one point I fell asleep. Uh, one of them was a two-parter, and the first half they didn't really get into the film, and the second half doesn't seem to exist anywhere. And uh, and the last one I was just listening to before we started this and didn't get to the end of. So I haven't got a wealth of information from, from the podcast. And how about you? No how did you watch it this week? I watched it. So I watched it last Sunday. Um, I had a big, big busy Saturday, and... Uh, Got up early on Sunday, watched it first thing in the morning, fell asleep about halfway through until the last 20 minutes. Um, so I missed a big chunk of it. And then during the week this week, I watched it again to take notes and filled in the middle section. And um, although I do like the movie, I didn't miss anything when I was asleep. <laughs> like, it really still made complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Whatever. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's how I watched it this week. I like how you watched it. Thank you. Right. S- sad girl? Spooky girl. Spooky girl, sorry. I don't, I mean, <laughs> consistent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got a spooky girl. Um, How do we do this? So like I that. asked spooky girl. Mm-hmm. Spooky Girl, what is your favourite Bond movie and why? Let me hit this up one time. You all know me. <laughs> Spooky Girl on the ones and twos. <laughs> Spooky Girl on the ones and twos. <laughs> My favourite Bond movie is Live and Let Die. It's the darkest and creepiest Bond movie in the franchise, and I love it for that. The film is set in the voodoo-ridden swamps of Louisiana, 
and it features a cast of creepy characters, including Baron Samedi, a voodoo priest who can bring the dead back to life. The film's opening sequence is one of the most iconic in the Bond franchise. It features a voodoo ceremony in which a chicken is sacrificed and its blood is used to summon Baron Samedi. The scene is both creepy and atmospheric, and it sets the tone for the rest of the film. The film's villain, Dr. Kananga, is also one of the most sinister in the Bond franchise. He's a drug lord who plans to flood the United States with heroin. Kananga is also a master of voodoo, and he uses his powers to terrorize Bond and his allies. The film's climax takes place in a sugarcane factory, and it's one of the most intense and suspenseful scenes in the Bond franchise. Bond is trapped in the factory with Kananga and his henchmen, and he must use all of his skills to survive. I love Live and Let Die because it's a dark and creepy Bond movie that doesn't shy away from the supernatural. It's a film that will stay with you long after you've seen it. The climax in the Sugar Cane Factory is intense and suspenseful. If you're a fan of the Bond franchise, or if you're just looking for a dark and creepy action movie, I highly recommend checking out Live and Let Die. Spooky Girl is out, yo. I want that actually on my like Spotify playlist. Yeah, I've listened to it quite a lot. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Ah, dear. Um, that was track by track by Dark Web at um, Uritrax. I have just ordered myself a little sampling uh, keyboard and beat okay. machine, so I'm going to try and make our own music from now on. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, <laughs> Spooky Girl did not let us down, man. No, she really, we- she really brang it. I, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> if we could have our time again. We should have done mm. all of the synopsis <laughs> with Spooky Girl. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Nice work. Thank you. I've been holding that one for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. There you go. Well, that was all Spooky right. Girl. Thanks, Spooky, spooky Girl. Girl's out. <laughs> Speaking girls on the ones and twos, and then she gave up. <laughs> yeah. No one gave up, and th- there was very little mention of Bond at all in her reasons for really. Yeah, that just the dark voodoo just side dark. of moving. <laughs> the chicken to- totally spooky girl. She's one dimensional. Yeah, she is. But she's she got all the consistency, and I got all the inconsistency. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, uh, synopsis. Oh, I did synopsis. ask the girls to do a synopsis. Jolie says in this film, shit goes down. That's that not it. bad. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I did a synopsis, but it's a bit different. Ooh. So it's pre-recorded. Here we go. Okay. The forty-year-old Bond virgins. 
27 movies and 27 episodes. The Virgins <laughs> learn the history of the Bond films and how to put together a podcast at the same time. With lots of laughs, stats and money pennies behind them, the Virgins are at the end of their quest, but not the end of the podcast. With plenty more episodes to come, after all, we have all the time in the world. Now let's bring on the shampoo and start the episode. <laughs> Don't make me cry again. <laughs> I guess we're not virgins now. No, not now. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right, here we go. We open the film with a silver gun barrel shot. So gun barrel at the start of the film this time, mm-hmm. taking it back old school. <clears throat> and there's no blood. And it opens. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's using the classic Bond theme behind it. Mm. And the barrel opens out onto the most incredible, beautiful snowscape. Does and that I barrel shot that sh- mm. and all of Daniel Craig's barrel shots, um, they're all individual barrel shots for each five films. They didn't reuse yes, a barrel every shot. Time. Every time, yeah. <clears throat> to know i'm losing yeah. my voice all of a sudden <laughs> hold on a second have, have another vespa you'll be all right i'm back okay all right um so yeah beautiful snow, snowscape and i feel like it needs a snow because snow is another thing that we should have really been capturing i think mm. so the opening shot completely sets the tone again for another like beautifully visual immense Daniel Craig film. All of the Daniel Mm. Craigs have been shot like art. They have all been gorgeous. No matter kind of what you make of the the actual content, just stunning to look at all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one does not let us down. So the the intro, the the, uh, what do they call them? A cold opening, Um, 24 minutes long. The longest opening sequence of a Bond film. And it's essentially Madeline Swan's origin story. So yeah. Madeline, who we met in the previous film, daughter of Mr. White. And it opens up with Maddie. I don't know, she must be like six or no, probably older, actually. Um, let's go 10. Um, her and her depressed alcoholic mum are just isolated in this house in the middle of this amazing snowscape. And we're aware of this sinister character approaching um, wearing a, and I think it's called a Nomi mask. No, it's not a Nomi mask. That was the name of uh, someone else. Whatever the mask is called, mm. it's got the word no in it. Um, oh. So it's like a traditional Japanese mask. It's called a no something. And there is like is this it? vague thought out there that this could have been a nod to Dr. No. This might have been the Dr. No origin story of its own. Um, and we see him marching through the snow with some kind of sinister intent. A no mask, yeah, N-O-H. N-O-H, no thank mask. you. No mm. mask. So Maddie hides. She's aware of um, him coming in and she hides with her dad's gun. And the no mask man introduces himself as Lucifer Safin mm. and kills her mom and starts searching for Maddie. And as he approaches her, she shoots him six times. Six times she shoots him. Mm. drags him through the house out into the snow 
but then he just startles back to life and she pegs it across the ice which cracks beneath her she falls and she's trapped beneath the surface of the ice and there's this crazy shot that I really wanted to use as my background but I couldn't find a still of it anywhere of her face up under the ice like padding against oh, the, yeah. the ice ceiling um and he's just staring through looking the eyes, through his yeah. mask, looking at her. And then he just starts shooting. And you're kind of not sure whether he's shooting at her or to break the ice. But he reaches down and then it cuts. And it cuts to grown-up Maddie emerging from the sea. And she's with Bond. I didn't recognise her. Um, she looks and, very different from the last movie. Yeah, who did I keep getting tones of? I kept kind of, she looks a bit like Renee Zellweger in this one for some yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, she very different. Yeah. Anyway. They, it's definitely the same actress. Um, oh, yeah. They jump in a car together. They're, like, following this windy road, which then led to Stu and I having this conversation about locations because, I mean, so you've got the backdrop there behind you of where they were. And did you say you know where it is? You don't? No, I'll look it up. Okay, Stu looks, so it's somewhere in, oh no, he did tell me and I've forgotten again. I can't remember if we agreed on Italy or not. I, so the, the, it was Italy. Driving down this right. windy road that put me in mind of the road. It was Italy. Oh yes, he said it's on the boot hill of Italy. It's right down at the bottom, I remember now. Um, Probably saying it's completely wrong, but Matera. I was trying to work out. That's it. Matera Basilicita, something like that. Beautiful, We're going. beautiful town. Let's yeah, just yeah. fuck off all the other plans that we made that <laughs> are never going to happen anyway and just focus on making this one happen. Okay. Like, let's have a 50th Bond tour to Matera. For our 50th? Um, yeah, for our 50th. Okay. Somewhere... Right in the hint, middle. Hint, hint, Bill and Dan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, salty olives with this drink are fantastic. Oh, man, I haven't got any salty olives. Do you reckon I can deliver them? I reckon you could. All right, let me see if I can. <laughs> um, so I was wondering, because it was Italy, yeah, when Stu said Italy, I thought that perhaps it was the same road as Tracy and Bond when they left their uh, wedding, hmm. because they were playing um, all the time. So they're in, the, they're in the DB5, um, which is the same car oh, yeah, they yeah. were in at the wedding. And okay. um, yeah, they play all the time in the world. And he says, we got all the time in the world. All and you think, oh, she's about to die. That's what yes. I assumed, did you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's like, yeah. and we all called it. We were all like, right, that's her. Go on. See you later. <laughs> like, which would have made total sense. Yeah. yeah. From the last movie with uh, uh, Blofeld. So yeah, it would have worked out great. But yeah, it was good misdirection. So I can get olives delivered. Don't get olives delivered. That's they're, crazy. They're £3.50. <laughs> but then with delivery, it comes to nine quid. <laughs> I should leave that, shouldn't I? You should, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Send one of the kids. you got a local shop? Yeah, not one that sells olives. Oh. Probably would. <laughs> would they? Yeah. You can get olives and co-op. You have such great delivery options. And yeah, it's insane. It's um, ridiculous. Yeah. 
And that that um, place you've introduced me to, that's like my go-to now if I come down. What's it called? Uh, shout it out. What is it? Gugsi? Gugsu? Yeah, Gugsu. Gugsu. Oh, that's so Fantastic. Good. Go for it. If you ever in area, I think it's only London based and it's just crept out of London. Um, so if you're ever in this area, yeah, check it out. It's the best. Send us free stuff, Gugsu. <laughs> and, and if anyone's listening that's got olives, could you yeah. send me some olives yeah. quite quickly, yeah. please? Yeah. We've, got, we've got donuts. Same. Okay, right. Um, yeah, so like it was completely her madge, but all the way through the whole film is like peppered with all of these, for me, definitely loads of audio references. There were tons of little audio mm. snips from loads of different films. And I'm aware that there are lots of other little Easter eggs that, that I didn't pick up on. It was things to do with weapons and things to do with, uh, the car was the obvious one, but there's like other, other things apparently. So anyway, Post-rolling about in bed, uh, grown-up Maddie Swan really wants him to resolve his feelings about Vesper because she's a psychiatrist, so she's like wants him to kind of, you know, make make his peace because they've come to this village where there is this secret burning festival <laughs> happening and everyone's writing down their secrets on bits of paper and, and lighting them. Mm. She writes her own and burns it out the window and she encourages him to go. And at first he's like really resistant, but then he just sucks it up and he's like, right, fine, I'll go. So he goes to this um, mausoleum and there's a there's a monument and that's where we get our date, uh, 1983 oh, yeah. to 2006. Um, Vesper's birth and Vesper's death grief. Date. Yeah. Um, I guess it makes sense because she died in Venice, um, but she wasn't Italian, right? English or is that fake as well um I don't know I can't remember she's because she was um am I getting this right she's the casino royale yeah woman isn't she yeah so she was English she was like MI6 accountant of course she was um very neatly I didn't finish saying what I was saying about the whole road thing so then I was thinking oh yes because um uh Tracy and Bond got married in Italy because that's where she's from that's where her dad is but the wedding was in Portugal Mm. which seems odd yeah so he writes forgive me (laughs) on a piece of paper to burn and as he's looking at the paper he notices a little speck calling card it just catches his eye and then Vesper's tomb just explodes and all the sound goes really muffly which I thought was a really nice little touch so I like kind that. Of hearing through his ears and everything's like boom. it's like when you come out of a club late at night and all the sounds mm. gone a bit distant and then there's the big chasey chasey and there's motorbikes and like Daniel Craig goes like full Tarzan and he swings from some kind of bridge down into the street or something and he's running through the old town and um, and then he start he catches up or I don't know I don't know how he meets this guy but he strangles some guy and the guy is muttering Blofeld sends his regards Madeline daughter of Spectre mm. and then this bike jumps over a wall which is fine but then Stuart went whoa mad stunts which made us all laugh and I was like was that really a mad stunt a thing jumping over a wall he's like mad stunts man and we were like. Eh. Okay. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, poor Stu. There's no balance there. You need, a, you need a guy there. <laughs> so Bond's all like really wound up because um, he now believes that Maddie is a spy for Blofeld and there's more chasey, 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 bikey, bikey, kari, kari, Madeline's in the car now and they're being chased and chased and Blofeld rings her mobile. Have we skipped, have we skipped the um, Bond on the motorbike bit? Uh, yeah, probably. Because <laughs> that was mass stunts. When he goes up, when Bond goes up the wall on the motorbike to avoid the people walking down the alleyway, I think they were like in a procession or something, he hits the wall and goes up and jumps up onto the next level of buildings. That was mad stunts. That was awesome. That's worth I mean, Not as good as when he picks up little doo-doo and puts it under his braces. I mean... That's cinema. When That's he does, oh right, that, yeah, okay. That was better. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of Con Air. It does that in Con Air. Is it? Mm. Put the bunny oh, back Con in Air's the bag. Con Air's a great film. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, Madeline starts getting a phone call, and she's kind of mm. like deliberating over whether to answer it, and Bond answers the call. And it's um, Blofeld, and he's like, well done, Maddie Love, or something. He's like, he congratulates her. And she's appearing really confused, and Bond just doesn't know what to make of it. Like, is has Madeline betrayed him? But he's like, I mean, he's convinced. He's pretty much convinced, And the bad guy's yeah. kind of like, bad guys come and kind of circle them. They're shooting at the Aston Martin over and over again. And the essence just soaking up the bullets, like they're not going through the car. Yeah, he gets um, surrounded in a square, doesn't he? Like, you, completely surrounded. He's kind of like he's. Yeah. I lost you for um, a sec. You froze up. Oh, okay, that's your your pitiful Wi-Fi again. One gig, baby. One gig. <laughs> yes. So when she gets the phone call, her phone is a piece of shit phone. Yeah. But it's like a knock an old school Nokia or something. Yeah. But the standard picture, like um when you isn't in your contacts, just like a um silhouette of a person kind of thing, turns into the Spectre logo. Uh... Like it gets distorted and like gets hacked kind of thing by Spectre and then yeah, they're on the phone basically, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, okay. Mm. Um and he's kind of like calling her bluff really he's waiting for her to fess up and mm. she's still like I haven't done anything I don't know what this is about and he suddenly switches out his headlamps with uh, uh, guns and starts doing donuts <laughs> with like bullets coming out of his headlights like taking <laughs> everybody down and she's like cool car um, and we're like it yeah, was awesome yeah. it they were um, mini guns like okay. the Schwarzenegger Terminator 2 minigun, but through his headlights, which is pretty pretty sweet. He also drops um, mines for bloated cars' tyres that are chasing him behind him. Uh, he's got mad gadgets, man. Q really hooked him up for a retirement car. Because he's, yeah. he's, not he's not 007 anymore, is he? So it's just No, like, he's not. He's got <clears> a sweet do you think car. that's what happened? Or do you think he just nicked? No, he nicked a car. No, he came because remember at the end of the last movie, he came back and said that he's here to pick up the car. 
Uh, the very last scene is him picking up the DB5. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, and then he puts on a train and she tenderly touches her stomach as the train moves away. Mm. And we she go into... <laughs> it's all those donuts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Make anyone feel it. Feel it. <laughs> um, so we go into the theme tune and it's Billie mm. Eilish who has, I think, the most incredible voice. I really, like, it's a beautiful song. Not a Bond, no, actually, it is a Bond song, but not the type of Bond song that I enjoy. Mm. I like I the big, overwhelming strains of orchestra. Yeah. This is too softy, softy. It was a bit soft. Um I like some of her songs that come out kind of thing, but um, yeah, I didn't really rate this one, to be honest. Not bad. It's yeah. all right. I did read up a little bit about it, and she said she'd put um, like the uh, the Bond sting in the actual song. You could hear it in like the second verse, like the bang. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, what I love about the majority of songs is how they do incorporate mm. The, the bond the bond theme in, yeah. into it i like those little hints but and i was quite underwhelmed by the graphics as well she really loved them i thought the some of the statues were like um britannia right britannia yeah. statue like falling and collapsing which i guess is pretty good imagery um but yeah wasn't much to it, was there? It's all pretty much the same scene. A lot of them have like three or four different stages. It seemed to be the same thing. There was there was that thing again of it bringing in elements of what the film's going to be about. There mm. were definite references back to old films again. Like you yeah. do get the sense with this one, there's a there's an element of this film saying, "Hey, Bond is done now. This is mm. this is a goodbye." Bond film so we're going to hark back in quite a nice way to lots of others but it's kind of you know not there they didn't get to make that call they um but, there was a bit in the... making the call I guess if it's Babs Broccoli it is uh... you still with me you gone oh you're I'm back. here I'm here right so there's a bit of um there's a bit in it which looks like a sequence of DNA which is both yeah. the film's about but it's guns Instead of the two, I don't know what the two bits of DNA helixes. that connect helixes, double helix. So this was a gun, but with a fired bullet. So you got like a stream helix. of the bullet, and then the and the bullet there, and then a row of those like spun as DNA, which looked really good. I thought okay. that was really clever. It was good. It, was it good. wasn't great. <laughs> so then, apparently, we're five years on, and there's some men abseiling down some building windows um again like completely beautiful shots like these perfect mm. squares looking out of them in looking completely suspect in their black outfits and they're doing all of this unbeknownst to Hugh Dennis and his two scientist mates and they're playing like scientist jokes on each other mm. and pretending to spike each other's lunch boxes with um the biohazardous diseases that they are creating as science Scientists and this Lee, this Lee, <laughs> Lee, 26 <laughs> minutes in. Double soup! Soup! soup. Double! 
fucking soup. Classic tomato soup. No fucking broth. No pissing Whatever around. the other ones. None of your chowder. You reckon a soup. So, yeah. None of your bordellos. Yeah, this was an soup. actual soup. <laughs> Double reference. <sighs> I, I knew it. I knew it because you think we've I've been down <laughs> I've been down this path before with Star Trek. You can go a whole <laughs> season without soup. Like me and Dan would be like, you're on the final episode of the season, then you just get like four or five soups thrown in your face. And it's just like, oh, oh man. I knew we for that soup. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and Valdo sums it up. He says, This, this was good soup. Mm. This is good soup, soup guy. Call him soup guy. What do you call him? What's his name? Valdo. Okay. There is more complexity in my tomato soup than both of your brains combined. <laughs> soup. soup. Soupy soup. There you go. It was one that's, of those great that's, moments. That's why I gave you the first part, half. Like, they, do you know, I didn't, I missed that <laughs> message because you sent two messages in a row and I only read the second one. Uh, so I thought we hadn't agreed. So I was surprised. That's really sweet of you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I thought when you said, because I read back the text after you mentioned it and it said, my gift to you is the first mm. half of this film. You'll see why. <laughs> I thought it was going to be because it's pure Her Madge. I was like, oh, uh, right, right, right. it's all Her Majesty. And then it was like, wow, soup, soup, soup. <laughs> It was funny because it happened and I like jumped up and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and the girls and she were like, what, what? Because yeah, <laughs> they're just talking, soup. they're just in the kitchen. Soup. <laughs> 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 um, do they not join in with the soups? They, um, Stu has very little soup awareness. Mm. The girls have souped, okay. um, but they're not avid soupers. Well, they need to carry the tradition on, mm-hmm. so, you know. But it will probably become more important to them later in life, to be honest. I mean, it does. All of these things take on extra significance they when do. you're a little more mature. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Double fucking soup. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, final move. Cheers. Cheers. Um... <laughs> So it's good. It's That's really good nice. I think if you switch the Smirnoff out to a, a nice vodka, a decent one, oh, that'd be a really smooth drink. Because that Smirnoff's got like it's... a chemically taste to it, isn't it? You know? Okay. But um, yeah, I might remake that with uh, one of the ones I got downstairs. I'm surprised by how how drinkable it is. Yeah, like it doesn't. It's I thought it's just going to be toxic. Alcohol, yeah. Mm. It must be that twist of uh, lemon peel. It's got to be that, <laughs> what I said before we drunk them, with the, the 10 mil of Lille, what's it called, an aperitif, yep. they call it. I was really hoping that was going to take the edge off, and it really has. Quite nice. <laughs> Might be my, my go-to now, end of the evening drink. Perhaps it's, oh, I was going to say, perhaps it's the kind of drink you can only dream up if the love of your life dies. But he actually, she wasn't dead yet, was she? No. He it's just it. like, it's just trying to fuck with people on the casino table, isn't he? Uh, with old uh, drippy eye. Just messaging Stu to come and have a try. Oh. So, um, 
so these guys in the black suits come in, come in, they start shooting up for a bit, and Hugh Dennis gets shot, and Valdo is kidnapped from the lab. So another thing to mention is that my notes were pretty sketchy because I got really excited after the soup and I drank a load of gin. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) but actually, so normally I rely on IMDB to help me piece it back together because there's normally a really amazing breakdown of the whole film, but it was really high level this time round. So there may be bits I skip over, but that's that's my big deal, I think. So anyway, so I think M is in his office chatting with someone. I'll just stop you there. Tanner, maybe Money Penny. I think I remember Money Penny. Did you say okay. stop me? Yeah, I did, but that was like 20 seconds ago. I don't know what's going on. There's this weird delay. We just got really bad lag. Yeah, okay. Um, when they take Superguy hostage... They're wearing these yeah. like mech suits and they blow a hole through the ground through a few levels. And um they they throw this well, they use a torpedo drill thing to smash through these holes, but she's almost also shooting out these tech things onto the walls. And what they created is just like this massive tunnel going down. Wow. Ah. Massive well kind of thing. And then the mech suits, they jump down the hole. And it's all magnets, like powered magnets they got on the wall. So they just drop straight down and then they just, they just held in, in the air by the magnets. So they drop like five uh, yes. stories and they don't hit the ground. It's awesome. That's, yes, because um, then he goes, ah, magnets. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't no. Bond himself, but it was excellent Bondment, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. It's just more concer- concerned that Hugh Dennis got shot. Yeah, I don't care about who he does. That's the guy from so, whose line is it anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amongst other things. No, nah, that was it. I haven't seen him in anything else. <laughs> huh? Fleabag. Oh, was he in that? Yeah. Okay. Um, what does you think of the Vespa? He said, mmm, nice, boozy. <laughs> I think... Elsie, are you around the corner? Oh. What did you think of the Vespa? Yeah, uh, tastes nice. Tastes nice. Um, very boozy. Okay. I think if you have like three or three of them or so, you might start to feel it. <laughs> I, I reckon I'd feel it, it before three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tastes nice though. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Gin, vodka. And Lille okay. Blanc. Oh, is it? Jim Bonker and, and the Lille Blanc, not the yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tastes nice. Yeah. Nice. Thumbs up go. from Stu. Thumbs up. Nice. <laughs> okay. All right. We're in the office with him. Maybe Money Penny. Um, I can't remember who he's talking to. But no, I think it was Money Penny. But I got really, really excited because the wall split in half, and it was like proper old school. The wall or a picture moved. Yeah. And behind is a TV screen. Ah, oh, it's been a while, man. <laughs> it's classic. It's been a while. <laughs> um, By an old clunky we... remote control as well. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Mallory's got like 50s vibes. He's he's kind mm. of, he's, he's uh, keeping that shit alive. It's nice. 
So we learn that the lab had been creating this bioweapon, which had been authorized by M, which is a nanobot virus, which can be targeted at individuals or groups of people. Now we, th- we assume Spectre has it. And M's like, we need Bond. We need Bond for this. Mm. Well, he doesn't say that. Oh. He says... <laughs> He says, get me double O. He says, get me double O. Or it says, where is double O seven? Oh, Lee. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Then you cut to Bond, but that's not who he was talking about. No. Mm. Oh, that's good. But you only, but did you, did you pick up on that at the time? Or did you just like make the link that he was, he meant Bond? Sadly, I knew. What uh, happened in this film since it came out? I knew there was okay. a replacement. I knew what happened at the end, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay, all right. <clears throat> so we cut to Bond, and he is fishing in Jamaica. And I've written here like it's it's like this film is a bit of a love letter to Ian Fleming. So Jamaica was really dear to Fleming. It's where he had mm. his house. So there does feel like there are lots of little things that kind of hark back to him. But then. I was listening to, it's an interesting podcast, actually. It's the first time I've listened to this one. I might send it to you. It's like historians analysing this film hmm. in the context of the others, but also imagining us some years on and reflecting back on this. And, you know, the point they made was that uh, Bond being in Jamaica has a very different vibe to what Ian Fleming would have been doing in Jamaica with large amounts of money and taking um, advantage of that fact. So then it felt less like a love letter, really. Right, um, yeah. And then, bam, who turns up? Felix! <laughs> Felix! Uh, he had to be in it. Yeah. He had to. Yeah. He's the best Felix. He, it, uh, well, there was one other, but that was a non-official. He's non-canon. Felix. Yeah. yeah, I think I preferred that Felix. But really? He, yeah, mm. I, I like this one. So. This Felix has got some weight to him. He's he's been he's had a, an arc himself, you know, where he's like fighting against fighting against CIA, getting the corrupt people out of the way, and then becoming the man in charge. And okay. doing what he does coming up, pretty good. Um, I, you, you might have to talk through what he does next because I really do get really sketchy. Like, I was eating gin infused berries with my fingers at this point, <laughs> and in fact, I woke up this morning and I still had stains on my hands. Um, oh my god, where did you wake up? <laughs> Just in the garden, in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Fleming. Um, (laughs) uh, and Felix has got a new mate this completely peachy keen guy called Logan Ash who is incredibly suspect because of how peachy Mm. keen he is it's clear there's something dubious going on they go to a bar and they're trading info and they're doing this betting game with coins and Felix is trying to get Bond to help um, get Valdo and Bond's like no 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 and then Bond catches the eye of a pretty lady um, and she does a bit of a role reversal and is like, get on my back. And they go back to his place. And it turns out she, she 
is 007. 007. Good. And it's like... She's a... Uh, I liked her. Very good. Mm-hmm. Although... You okay? Did, the did ghost you hear that? I did hear a voice. What was it? That was Alexa, but I didn't hear what it said. I'll have to listen back in the recording. It was like a, she sung something. <laughs> um, what's Can you ask her oh, to repeat? I guess so. Alexa, repeat what you just said. No. Nothing. Didn't even respond. Oh. Right. Maybe. Maybe it's bigger than that. <laughs> She's given up. Um, we're going to get to this me. very shortly. Uh, what happens in Jamaica with 007 and Bond? Um, Bond wouldn't have given up so easily when they're having that to and from trying to they're both trying to capture the same person and take mm-hmm. him back so Bond's like now working for the CIA with Felix and 007's obviously 007 with MI6 and they're both aiming they've both got the same target and Bond wins but Nomi 007 she kind of just like puts her hand up to the police and just does a runner where I think Bond would have caused some serious chaos and just got the job okay. done she's pretty professional yeah. She, I mean, she's awesome, and this is clearly, you know, clearly a response to the the boomer generation of, oh, Bond can't be black, Bond can't be female, Bond can't mm-hmm. be, <laughs> and uh, and Bond isn't, but 007 is, and mm-hmm. what I'm, I, I had no idea this was going to happen, and I'm really oh, surprised cool. that wasn't. Was it well known at the time? Was it like a bit of a pretty big, big thing? Yeah, at the time. Okay. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't have cared, I guess. No. But um, so yeah, I really love that twist, and I think it's. I, I think the little bits like this potentially. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge was the script editor on this, and I wonder whether it's her hand that's kind of. She's really good at taking these things that are otherwise either going to be like tropes or they're going to be like too obvious a slap in the face of something. Um, and just like underplaying it slightly, so it's making the point, but but not in a not, not in a variety of space. Yeah, mm. so I yeah. really love that. And she was and, and Nomi was an amazing character, um, and it really did like turn all of those bondisms, bondages. No, what do we call them? Bondments. Bondments. <laughs> bon mementos. Um, <laughs> Because it was her as 007 on her bike, picking up the fit guy, inviting, like, seeming like she was inviting him to have sex. And it was like, it was that complete role reversal. And then she turns out to be the secret agent. And it's all pretty freaking cool. Mm. But it's... um, so she she does... And then she does a pun on him. She does a Bond pun about him being an old wreck. Yeah, and it's kind of twisted the knife in him a bit. So he's he's decides to get back at MI6 by joining forces with the CIA. After all, I think he's trying to prove himself a bit with that move. So he heads off to Cuba, and he gets paired up with the beautiful Paloma, who Craig met on the set of Knives Out when he 
was doing that film. Right. Um, and they go, <laughs> they go to Blofeld's birthday party. Um, but I read it was a birthday party. I didn't realise in the film that it was a birthday party. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really weird. if you listen to what he's saying in oh, the earpieces, you can yeah, pick that oh, up. Okay. So the whole time, Blofeld is just like gibbering. So he's locked up in a cell in MI6 somewhere, and he, he, he sounds like he's mad, and it's just like this random discourse all the time. Um, and Loma is looking absolutely freaking stunning in this amazing midnight blue, really simple dress. And they hint back at that scene um, with Money Penny, which I guess would have been, it wasn't Casino Royale, though, was it? It would have been the middle one. It would have been um, <sighs> the middle one. Skyfall. That's where he meets Money Penny for the first time, right? Or was, yeah. Um, Casino Royale. It isn't it's... Casino Royale, so it'd be. The following film. Oh, it is Skyfall because he gets shot by her at the beginning. So he and Paloma are in this party, but they're talking to each other through these earpieces. The earpieces are also maybe picking up the spectre earpieces, which are picking up all of these kind of inane mutterings and ramblings that are being transmitted to the birthday party via this all-seeing bionic eye that is being... (laughs) being yeah um taken around the room on a plate and the <laughs> eye <laughs> the eye makes its way to the front of the stage and it kind of I don't know why moves. though <laughs> yeah like you could instead of so that weird. having an eye on a pillow being mm. walked around why didn't mm. you just link the view up to just like a big camera a couple of decent cameras that are like just up above the ceiling so you can see the whole thing rather yeah Maybe he just wanted to feel like he was at the party. A presence, an actual presence. Yeah. But, but you still do I, it better than that, just like a GoPro on your definitely. head or something. Well, because yeah. that would be more eye level. This little yeah. thing on a pillow, he's actually going to get like a view of everybody's chests. Really. I suppose he's quite short. He's a short guy, though, isn't he? He's, he's a short guy. Little so maybe man. he's used to that. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe he got it just right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's all about the detail. <laughs> yeah, it's about the detail. So uh, so the eye makes, makes its way to the front of the stage and it's kind of like looking around at all of the spectre partygoers and it starts focusing in on Bond and his ramblings become more coherent um, and he name checks Bond as this bioweapon vapour starts seeping into the room all around, all around them and he's laughing because it's been tailored to be safe for all of spectre um, and kill Bond. However, yeah. it has already been tampered with. And instead, it takes out all of Spectre and makes them bleed from the face, which is what Valdo threatened to do at the beginning when he was talking about his soup. One day I will put something in your soup and make you bleed out of your faces. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, their, their faces start bleeding um, and they will start collapsing. Did I miss something? Because you, you raised an eyebrow at me in the manner of Roger Moore. <laughs> Um, you you broke up again. Like we lost a bit of it, but we got we got the gist, so it's okay. Shall I come off camera and see if that helps? No, it's fine. It's just like okay. so. When I look at your, you know, you got the signal image at the bottom. Yeah. Every now and again, it will just go red, like we've lost you. So then, like all the. But that's what mine does for you. Oh, does it? Oh, maybe it's yeah. just zoom then. It's just zoom and it just carry on. Yeah. 
Um, so then there's this amazing, like incredible shootout. I really enjoyed this shootout. Um, and Paloma's like at one point laying on her back um, and like shooting whilst laying laying down and she's like whipping around in her crazy dress and and before they get into the fight they're at the bar together earlier and she's kind of like it's her first out in the field job she's really nervous about it she's only just finished her training um and she just like she's incredible you know she's like flying around as if she's like been doing this for years um she was she was really good um she looked like she was very new, but was really enjoying herself. Kind of thing like this is what yeah. she was destined to do. And then in a minute, um, I'm sure you've got it written down, but she says, well, when they're leaving each other, Bond just says, you were excellent. And she really was. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was excellent. Um, there's, and they and there was, just said, I there's hope a bit of a joke again. about it. Oh, yeah. Because she, she says... Um, she says something about I've only trained for three weeks and there was an onset joke because she did train for that scene for three weeks in real life. Oh, okay. Took her three weeks to learn all of that. And she was really nervous about it. And she kept saying to people, I've only I like, I've only trained for three weeks. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. I've only had three weeks training. So they brought it into the script. Um, as a, you know, and, and I wonder if him saying you were excellent was, him really saying that Dang. to her in yeah. her role as an actress because he definitely got her into the fit like it was his recommendation to, right. to bring her into the film and there's lots of cheeky um daniel craig smiles in this movie oh really yeah that was one of them it was just like he had a big grin on his face when he was saying that and like bond that's like kind of out of character for the character so it's kind of more like uh them having fun i think and he's he did yeah. it a few times in the movie i thought it was pretty good Okay? Two speed in the cats, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so that was really, really, and then so, so I'm gonna do my bit, but you might just have to like fill in the gaps because, right. because what you've just said about Nomi, I thought she got away with Valdo, um, so I clearly wasn't watching properly. <laughs> Um, so, (laughs) but, but then maybe I, anyway, listen, so (laughs) Bond has, yeah, so I've written, Bond's got Faldo, but then 007, like, drops in from somewhere and, like, grabs Faldo and gets away with him, but actually maybe, like a a Batman kind of rope thing, yeah, but maybe I've misremembered this, Uh, okay and then is that where the guns start happening is he actually fighting with her or is this after the guns so i haven't written anything down until the second half of this movie but from memory he so she's getting away on a batman rope with Mm. uh soup guy bond shoots out the um thing attached to the wall taking the rope out and she lands on the balcony with valdo then there's a big shootout and um okay so big eyes attractive woman gets in a car and drives into some scaffolding on the side of the building that drops Valdo down to their level and then they get away with soup guy. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> you're, I've you're, a huge out chunk. you're just had a face full of berries. Yeah. A bowl of berries, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so what I've got here is so Bond had Valdo, but 007 drops in and just nicks him away. And then Bond and Felix get double bluffed by Logan Ash and left to drown. So I've kind of summarised incorrectly wow. probably a huge chunk of the film. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's bigly. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in between those points, yeah. um, when they get Soup Guy, uh, Bond looks up at... Um, 007 and says, we're taking your plane, thanks very much, and does a runner. Another <laughs> cheeky smile. Police turn up. Uh, 007 stood there on the balcony with her hands up, and she's, like, surrounded by hundreds of police. She shoots out a electrical cable, which goes crazy, and then uh, pans to the police, all, like, panicking, and pans back, and she's, like, disappeared into the shadows. Then Bond's flying to uh, the boat that they get onto, a CIA boat. Yeah. Um, which is where you are now, where they, okay. where um, Smiley Face is the double crosser and blows it up. Okay, and leaves them to drown. Shoots Felix oh, in the right. gut. <laughs> oh, shit. Smiley shoots Felix in the gut and then um, blows blows the boat and fucks off with suit guy. Okay, yeah. and leaves them to drown. Leaves them to drown. Okay, a sinking cool. boat, we'll call which them. is um, the second time Bond's had to escape from a. Like a sinking vessel, like literally swim up through a sinking boat. I can't remember what the other film was, but probably Thunderball. I think, yeah, it probably was actually. Fuck you, Thunderball. You're the worst. So, <laughs> so, so they're left to drown, and then Felix and Bond share a really romantic goodbye scene, but it's not quite as it's not quite as good as the one with the other guy where Bond chucks him in a bin afterwards oh man the the felix death scene was awesome <laughs> no it was lovely and they get really schmaltzy they're like really like loving each other and i yeah. thought at one point we were going to get hooking up in a boat <laughs> between bond and felix that would have been awesome well earlier on in this movie bond calls him his brother mm. uh, he's, he's really close with felix at this point and uh yeah so he he, he was felix forced him to leave him in the boat before he swims off. And I don't think Bond would have done it, except that Bond, that Felix actually died in his arms kind of thing. Just asked him, is this the life? Bond says yes, and he just fades away. So he just lets him go. But even then, because uh, there's like a big crash and he lets go of Felix, he swims underwater to make sure he's actually dead and not wasn't faking yeah, it to get yeah. him to fuck off kind of thing. Yeah. So he wasn't going to leave him. It's pretty and it awesome. obviously reeks of Vespa as well. This is like... yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, all over point. again. Yeah. So it turns out that Logan has actually been working for Lutz for Safin. Um, and Safin had been the one that had made Valdo, Soupman, reprogram the nanobots because he wants to kill all of Spectre because Spectre poisoned his entire family when he was a kid. And he wants to get them all back. And he's only now, because of all the, all the Spectre are dead, he's only got Blofeld left. And I think he's got this vague plan to kill like loads of other people as well, just for fun, shits and gigs, money or something. But mm. right now he's only got Blofeld left. So earlier on in the film, we get this throwaway reference to the fact that Blofeld will only speak to his psychiatrist. Turns out his psychiatrist is Swan. Uh, Safin gets Swan to kind of infect herself with the bioweapon so that when she goes to see Blofeld, she will kill him, but she chickens out. And instead, so Bond, I think, has like a tender moment 
with Madeline. And then he goes in to talk with Blofeld. And <laughs> so he goes in to talk to Blofeld. And Blofeld's at like this end of a tunnel thing, strapped to a chair. And this chair makes its way down a corridor at like a pace that was unbelievable. Like it took 10 minutes of the film just tracking him slowly, like making uh-huh. his way down this corridor. Well, while you're talking about that, yeah. what do you reckon that kind monorail? of transport was? <laughs> I reckon it's a monorail. 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 <laughs> it has to be right. It is. It's on a rail. It's a one-person monorail. <laughs> monorail. Monorail. <laughs> there was a circus. Yeah. Right. Um. Bond goes to chat to him. Yeah. So where do we cross over? Yeah. So finish okay. whatever you're doing. Then. You done? Um. Well. Yeah. Fine. You pick up from there. Okay. So um, what I will say is just before that scene, um, Bond's in another different Aston Martin, because this one got fucked up in Italy, and it's Timothy Dalton's Aston, the Vantage VB8, which is pretty classic. Sort collusion, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I miss that. So, yeah, you just covered the first scene, which is awesome. So, yeah, Dr. Swan, she's at MI6. She's reluctantly looking in the mirror, look, putting on perfume, which is actually putting on the nanobot disease thing, which she's going to pass on to Blofeld. What actually happens is Bond interrogates Blofeld. She can't go through with it, but she grab, he grabs her wrist and asks what's going on before she leaves, and she passes it on to him. And then during the interrogation, Bond loses it and chokes Blofeld, passing the nanobots onto Blofeld. And when Bond gets dragged out of the room, they look back and Blofeld has died from the nanobot disease. It's so like, in fact, all he does is slump, doesn't he? Doesn't his head just slump to one side? He's got like he um, his, his face. face. Yeah, he's, he's got a melting face uh, around, oh, around okay. the mouth and then there's like blood coming out of his ears. Oh, okay, the gin made, made me hazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that is that so we now realize that bond's effect is like so after he has after that happens bond you see bond looking at his hands and realizing he was infected with the uh nanobot disease bond now has this oh so q's explaining to bond that he now has this forever uh you can't get it off of you that's it you so from now on if anyone if this got into the wrong hands which it has it's got into uh is his name Sefin or Sefrin? I've got Safin, S-A-F-I-N. Okay. It's in Safin's hand, so he could make him kill anyone, basically. He could go near anyone. He could control the nanobots to take out their DNA, if he can get their DNA. Um, Bond heads to the lake house, same lake house from the opening scene, and Swan is there. Uh, Bond wants to know who gave her the poison. And I put, this is where I fell asleep the first time. <laughs> uh, but the second time, Bond tries hooking up with Swan, but a kid turns up at the top of the stairs. Swan says uh, that the kid isn't Bond's, but she clearly is. Swan shows uh, Bond a secret room that her dad, Mr. White, had built. It's got some work left over in there. White killed a family ordered by Blofeld. The only surviving child was Seffen. Um 
so Bond basically announces to Swan that he's going to go and find him and kill him, sorting out the whole nanobot problem, and the world will be happy again. Bond makes breakfast for the kids. She said it's not bad. Uh, Bond gets a heads up that there's goons on their way to take them out. So Bond, uh, Swan and Mini Swan get in a Land Rover and do a runner. Goons chase them. Bond takes both cars out effortlessly by just nudging them off the road. <laughs> so he's in an older Land Rover. They're in like brand new Land Rovers and they're like coming up beside him. He just he just knocks them and they just go flying. <laughs> explode. So Goon's dead. I assume there's like four in each car there. So he's killed eight people. So he hasn't got... Oh, no, he is... He's MI6 again now, isn't he, after the meeting? Oh. I think you went over that. No. No, I didn't go over that. I didn't realise. I thought he wasn't on the books at all at any point. Oh, no. Oh, no, he goes in, doesn't he? And everyone's like, hello, 007, and they don't know who to refer to, either Naomi or Bond. After Blofeld, yeah. After the Blofeld thing, they have a meeting at MI6, and um, he's back on the books, and uh, 007 is like, but what 00 number is he? Oh, yeah, like, which you'd never like, find don't out. Worry about it. No, that's right. Um, what do you reckon, um, percentage wise, how much time is Bond in the films as a percentage actually working for MI6? Only from here, so only from an hour. No, and no I mean, in. all the five films. Oh, like he's um, more not licensed than he's off else. the book most of the times. Yeah, where yeah, it's just like he's gone like fully rogue, but they're like, um. We kind of need him to do that, but he has to do it off the record because he's fucking nutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get shit done. Yep. Right. <clears throat> so Bond takes out the cars, and there was a chopper on the cage, four more cars and bikes. Bond goes off road into some woods, takes out one more of the cars uh, before heading into a foggy, woody area and losing them slow to like high ferns. They get out of the car, leave it, and go on foot to kind of lose the uh, the chase. A, book, uh, a bike goon turns up, and Swan takes him out. Bond splits up with Swan and the kid and draws the goon's attention away. Oh, right. So, yeah, there's a car that he takes out. He uses the winch on the car and makes a cable across two trees and takes out one of the bike goons. Then Smiley Face turns up in another car. Smiley Face rolls the car, chasing Bond, and it's like off a... And he falls... He, Flies out of the cars, lands on the ground. Cars above him, like just resting on a tree, about to fall down. Um, Smiley asks, "Why don't you help me up, brother?" And Bond says, "I had a brother. His name was Felix Lyer." And then pulls the car just enough to fall on top of Smiley, killing him. Seth finds Swan, and Mini Swan takes them hostage before Bond can get to them. A uh, new 007 picks up Bond in the brand new Aston Martin DBS Super Ligara. It's a, it's not a cheap car, but it's a cheap Aston Martin. They're only 300 grand. At all. Like the other ones are like and a million and that. Shout they? out. You can send them if you want along with <laughs> yeah, the yeah. If you're listening, Aston. <laughs> <laughs> Two, please. <laughs> <laughs> On the plane, 007 gives 007 his 007 back. Q gives Bond a new watch, which has an EMP in it. Q says it's not been tested. Both agents get smart blood so they can be tracked. Uh, Safan has a nanobot blood sample of Swan as insurance. He shows the swans his poison garden that's full of dangerous plants. Uh, 007. poison garden. It's actually quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, very aesthetic. Yeah. 
The 007s head down to Seffens Island in a stealth jet glider that turns into a submarine. Pretty nice. Pretty, that's some nice tech. So no engine glider gets onto the island area without being noticed, straight into a submarine. Place This little island of Seffens is uh, an old military World War II submarine base. So it's got like silos. It's all like solid concrete and stuff. It's pretty, would have been pretty impenetrable. Uh, but he's made it into like a, a house kind of thing. Isn't he? Uh, the 007s take out the goons on guard. Uh, there's a bunch of pink goons in shallow water at the base. They seem to be farming something. This is the first time we've seen mass goons in uh, matching suits since like Doctor No kind of time. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, you're right. They head into a lab uh, with Super Guy in it. He's taking a beating. They set up some explosives. Uh, Stefan speaks over their tunnel system, telling Bond to come and see him. He's got something of his. Um, Nomi 007 stays in the lab. Says a bunch of lab guys are carrying in the corner. Swan escapes by throwing... <laughs> so we haven't mentioned this Stefan's right-hand man guy, which is uh, one eye. He's, oh, yeah. he's got one Cyclops. normal eye and one robot eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Cyclops. Um, Spawn escapes him by throwing a cup of tea in his face and then just runs off. <laughs> Bond meets, <laughs> meets Seffin. Seffin has mini Swan. Bond drops his weapons and sits at the table with Seffin. After a heated discussion, Seffin threatens to kill mini Swan. Bond is on his hands and knees, apologising and begging. Uh, Bond pulls out a hidden gun, wipes out all the four goons that had guns on him from every corner of the room. As he turns back to shoot Seffin, he drops through a classic... Trapdoor. You haven't seen a trapdoor since like the seventies, since Roger Moore in the um the cafe with all the ridiculous spinning walls and tables dropping through floors and stuff. (laughs) I like that. Mini. So uh, Stefan's running through this basement area with Mini Swan. Mini Swan bites Stefan, so he leaves her there and then just fucks off. Uh, Alarms start going off. Um, Nomi Bond does a runner with Soup Guy. She takes out a goon that falls that falls into the shallow water. The pink goons are all working in. The body starts to dissolve, so we assume. So that's all running down from the poison garden. This water. So he's making some kind of like I don't know, whatever toxin. Uh, pink goons do a runner. Soup guy threatens Nomi 007 by saying by saying he could exterminate her race, which I thought was shockingly racist. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I I think threatening to take out somebody's race is about as racist. So I call him Soup it's, Nazi from now. It's <laughs> not <good> for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do you know what? I watched the film with half an half an eye because I was drunk, but half an eye for Seinfeld references. Right. And I didn't think you were gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking soup yes, Nazi. Did. Yeah. <laughs> so Nomi 007 boots him off the ledge into the acid, killing the soup Nazi, which is very good. Bond requests the island to be bombed uh, to wipe out the nanobots. Um, Bond puts the two swans onto a boat with Nomi. Uh, Bond heads back up to finish the job. Bond goes on a full diehard and wipes out a fuck ton of goons all the way through the base. At this point, Bond's in just like trousers and like an undershirt with some braces on. Old school 
um, old looking Bond. He's staggering a bit. You know, he's a bit fucked. He's like a farmer. Yeah, and he's just like mowing people down for proper diehard style. Uh, his mission is to get up to the top floor and open the blast doors so the missiles can be effective to take out the nanobots. He does this whilst talking to Q. That's uh, Q's talking all the way through it, how to open the doors. Uh, Bond sets off the explosive in the lab, killing a bunch of goons. Uh, oh, then I've written, haven't really explained this, but there's so he gets to this point where he's in this like um, narrow uh, shaft. There's a ladder going up, and he can hear the goons up the top there, and they drop a grenade down, and it just lands at his feet. So he grabs a grenade and throws it back up. And you hear, hear a bunch of goons dying, but then three grenades drop. And he just looks down. He's like, oh, fuck. He just has a run. Well, that's quite good. Um, Bond shoots at least another 10 goons going up a staircase. Uh, then he has a fight with one eye. It's a pretty rough fight. Pretty old school. Uh, pretty close up camera stuff. He ends up choking one eye out and then uses his EMP watch to blow his eye up and you know, frying his brain, which I thought was pretty cool. He then radios or talks in his earpiece to Q saying, I've just showed someone your my new watch. It blew his mind. <laughs> Classic Bond quip. We haven't talked about when um, uh, Money Penny and Bond pop into Q's place and Q's cooking. No, nah, completely skitch. I think that was in... It was a bit earlier. It might have been. Was it? I, think, I think you were passed out. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was. It was after. It was after the handover. It was after the Blofeld thing. Oh, okay. Um, but I didn't like how quirky they make you. Like Quivy's like hairless cat, and his Japanese music, and his like oh so like uh, hipster vibe thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that weakened Q. Anyway. Sorry, back to where you were. Interrupted. <laughs> we talk about Q. So I wasn't impressed with him from the first movie. You, you but then he, haven't he liked got him his, at all, right? Well, no, he's he's got his Q balls since like the last film. Q balls, Q balls. But like you say, this one, well, he, this one is good. But like you say, he does weaken him in that in that scene. It's like panicking about setting a table for a date and shit. Yeah. There was, I'll reference another podcast that they did make me laugh out loud. They were talking about um, Q had a QDAR, but the QDAR didn't seem to do anything more than a radar would normally do. And it's like, he just has to put Q in front of everything. (laughs) And they were like listing all the different things, all the different gadgets he had that just were called Q something. (laughs) He's like, this is my snooker Q, my snooker (laughs) QQ. Anyway, I've stolen that directly from another podcast. So yeah, let's move I'll on. Delete. I'll delete that. Yeah. <laughs> so Bond gets to the side of the control room and opens the doors. Um, Q's talking him through it, saying he has to do it very slowly, make sure he gets it all in the right. Bond just hits all the buttons, yanks a handle, and it opens. <laughs> yeah, M, I like that bit. Yeah. And reluctantly gives the go-ahead to launch the missiles with Bond still on the island. You can see he's really weighed down with it, but he knew it was the right thing to do. Bond finds mini swans. Um, Doo-doo. Rabbit, doo-doo. doo-doo, it's a stuffed rabbit, carries it with him. You're probably better at explaining this bit for me because, you know, I've got no emotions, but <laughs> the door closes again. So Bond has to head back up to get the silo doors open again for the missiles to be effective. But on the way there, he gets shot by Saffin. Bond gets up and throws Saffin to the ground. Bond snaps Saffin's arm. They're now fighting in the um, poison garden. Um, but not before Sefan scratches Bond's face. Sefan explains to Bond that he's now infected with 
uh, swan DNA killing nanobots. Um, Bond executes Seffen by military style, three bullets in the chest, or two in the chest, one in the head kind of thing. Not even looking, just walks away. Then he staggers to the doors again, completely bleeding out. He's losing a lot of blood. Uh, he talks to Q. He says he won't be leaving the island. He heads up to the ground level. Um, after opening the doors again, he climbs up onto the roof, speaks to Swan over the radio. They say their goodbyes. She asks for more time. Bond says you have all the time in the world. You've glossed over this so bad. Bond watches the missiles come in. They take out the island, including Bond. You want to go through it with some more um, emotion? No, just that, you know, he's then just given this realisation that he now has family. It's all he's ever wanted. All he's wanted to do is love. And Safin's parting gift to him is this curse that means Mm. if he touches the people he loves, they die. So he would rather die for them. It was fucking beautiful mm-hmm. and he just stood like a lonely man looking out over the water as these missiles that looked like fireworks i had no idea missiles looked like that they split they up sh- and showered over here yeah like carpet bomb yeah yeah and uh there's no coming back from that you see him disappear in the flames of the explosion there's no no um will he be back did he escape no, that shit. Bond's dead. So Bond dies. Uh, you get a small scene back at MI6 of everyone having a drink for Bond. They're surrounding a small table with a, uh, a glass of whiskey set on the table for Bond while they all have one and clink the glass saying goodbye. And then another scene with the DB5. No, it's not so. It's the Vantage Aston. The <laughs> Silk Erosion Aston. Uh, cruising down an, a lovely road uh, while Swan explains to Minnie Swan uh, the story of James Bond uh, with You Have All the Time in the World playing. The end. The yeah. end. She says, Let me tell you a story about a name called A Name Man. Oh my God. <laughs> a name called A Name Man about a man called Bond. Yeah. James Bond. And that's how it ends. That's how it ends. That's how the franchise ends. That is how the franchise ends. I mean, they could do... Go on. Uh, Let me just bring it up. It's what M says when they're drinking the whiskey. Uh, He says, the proper function of a man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. And that's what and that's what Felix is saying to Bond as he's dying. He's saying it's, it's a good life, right? When the, yeah. when it's not a good life anymore, yeah. off you pop. Right. There's no yeah. point simply existing. Just shaking my second uh, Vesper up. <laughs> I'm going to stick to the one. <laughs> I don't want to be stuffing my face with fruit at all hours. <laughs> yeah. What a terrible life that would be. Yeah. Well. The time in the world. In the world. So, couple of things. Yes. Do you think they will make a 007 movie? So the you know they've or, left. Yeah. Will they resell it? 
Again. There's there's way too many options. You could do a reboot. There's there's no rules. This is what we have learned. There's no hard rules with Bond. You can pick and choose. There is a framework. There are elements that you can rehash. That doesn't matter. But then you've mm. also got the 007 know me. You've also now got Madild Bond, his daughter. Yep. So there Jane is another Bond. Bond. There isn't. There is a 007. You, you could do anything. Mm. I can't work out whether coming back from this. Oh, because so everyone was like sat at the end of the film. She was like, "He's dead," and I was like, "I mean, it's the only film that you've seen him dying, but yeah. we know that Bond is." this almost eternal character eternal, I was like yeah. let's just wait because every single film ends with James Bond will return uh-huh. and we sat and we watched all of the credits the credits all rolled it poured like it black screened for a moment MGM line comes up doesn't roar <laughs> sits in silence black screens and just as I was about to go nah it says James Bond will return does it say that yep Oh, okay. So there's lots of discussion. I assume that's where the discussions come from. Then there's been lots of discussions. Who's going to play the next Bond? Mm-hmm. Ibris Elba is that his name? Yeah, I mean he used to come up quite a lot, and I think still he does. But he's already he's getting older, isn't he? Old. Yeah. Yeah. Cavill was a favourite yeah. before um, Craig, but was too young, so he's kind of. Right there, but it's the obvious choice. So I don't know. Maybe they'll I go for like a young, really a, young Bond in training kind of thing. But they've done this. There's been 27 movies and they've only just done like a four movie arc origin story. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to do, they don't need to reset it back that far. I don't think. I don't know. No. I like the MI6 team that they have there. So it'd be nice to stay in universe, but how do you do that? I mean, prior to this, you've had the overlap of uh, M, you know, Judy Dench being in old universe, new universe. Mm. So they're having elements. They're all guilty of this in like dipping back into previous worlds, but almost not acknowledging them again. Yeah, I think... It's less of a challenge to think how it's less of a challenge to decide whether to bring him back or not or bring the franchise back. It's going to happen. The challenge is that there are so many options for doing it, but you want to do it good, right? You want to do it with a bang. Yeah. And it would be pointless to do it completely fresh. It would still have to have links in. I, I haven't got a an original idea on who I would like to see as Bond. Um, I've had. Would you like to see a Nomi movie? A Nomi movie? No, not really. No. No, I I think I do love the. I, I think it has to stay rooted in Ian Fleming. It has yeah. to kind of be born of those of those books in some in some regard. Maybe they could really. <laughs> lean into the food angle the Fleming books were <laughs> quite like they were quite opulent they were quite quite rich with all of the the food and the drink 
and there is like this kind of like food porn notion that seems quite strong at the moment mm. I wonder if they could do something do something with that what was the film where um I think it was a Roger Moore one where they're in his kitchen at the beginning <laughs> yeah. and his kitchen's decked out man fucking proper 70s yeah Everything, all the hallways were round. Um, yeah, I remember like big archways. Yeah, and he had all the pans hanging up from the walls. Everything is brown and orange. It was awesome. yeah, an espresso machine going on. Yeah, he's rocking he's it. He's whipping something up. Um, I'd like to see, see if they suggestion. can't. If they just go straight into another Bond movie, I'll be fine with that actually. But what I'm thinking is maybe they could do a film based around. MI6, like based around Q, based around some of the other characters, kind of thing, with the the stuff going on in the background. It'd be a different film. Maybe that'd be a series. Yeah, series. Series waiting to happen. Mm. I think it has to stay. It has to be. I think they should keep it Bond. They should keep him male. Yeah. Um, I did. So, yeah, I did hear. I, I did hear a suggestion. Some, I can guess some celebrity being interviewed and they were asked who they would love to see as Bond. I can't remember who was being interviewed, but they said, um, is it Stephen Graham? The actor who did This Is England. Um, let me check it is actually him. I thought that would be really like a kind of an urban gritty. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He's like four foot, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> got to be Bond. He's fisty. He's fisty. Yeah. Blofeld's tiny. We established this. And he's 49 now. Okay, maybe not him then. I don't know who who the new young actors are. I think, yeah, I would like to see it stay classic. And I think especially for, it depends who you're making the films for, right? I think any new Bond film, that must be the hardest thing, is making it relevant to a new audience that it can stand up on its own and be a watchable piece of content just in isolation, or having the whole history of the 25 films before it. And I would want it to have that. I think the filmmakers are having trouble with that, with trying to appease the fan base and get it to appeal to a modern audience. If they're looking to make a profitable film, then they need to stay true to the character i think it doesn't matter who yeah. that character who plays it but i think staying with james bond i think is is key but it does mean a reset doesn't it which maybe isn't a bad thing a maybe like... they can just keep resetting up with yeah. each character rather than trying this to explain it. why it changes i was just gonna say like a bit of a blend of black mirror doctor who like every film is a completely different actor mm. yeah could be yeah, that'd be good. Just like, hmm, would it be good? I don't know. Like a whole new cast every time. <laughs> would Maybe the looking, only thing you would never look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Cal. Yeah. How many money pennies are you giving this movie? How many money pennies are you going to give this movie? I am giving this film. I'm going to give it three. It was between two and three. Okay. I'm going to give it the three for the soups. It was touching and tender. It was way too long. There was more action than it needed. And they they did the dirty on cue. How about you, Lee? How many money pennies are you giving this film? Five. What? 
It's a good movie. Not that good. Yeah, it's good. It's um, full of action, which a Bond movie should have. He's a fucking international spy. (laughs) Not only that, but it had an actual story. Um, It broke Mm. the mould of Bond movies. Most of Daniel Craig's films have broken the mould of Bond movies. But this one, especially like the third act, is well, just like, breaking oh. the mold. It stayed in the same mold as the Daniel Craig films. No, it's different. It's um, like I say, it went into full diehard kind of um, in the third act, and then yeah, him dying at the end. I thought was pretty awesome. Really good, actually, because you can you can't do that with Bond, and they did it. It's a bit arrogant, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm I'm not going to do Bond anymore, and no one else can have it either. <laughs> Goodbye. He didn't want to do this film. He didn't want to do another movie, did he? And yeah. uh, I bet this was one of the requirements of him coming back. Mm. Uh, but it was a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Better Five. than never, never, never say never again. Never, never say never again. What did I give that movie? Uh, I don't know, but it's at number... So, No Time to Die has got a score of eight in total. So, I'm looking at the bucket of eights. We've got Never Say Never Again, You Only Live Twice, and From Russia With Love. Where does it sit within those eights? Oh, I see. Never Say Never Again wasn't actually a real canon Bond movie. So, yeah, it's above that, isn't it? put it above the rest. Okay. All righty. Never, never... Never say never again. Never. Okay. Bond girl Paloma. Which one's that? Is that Big Eyes? Yeah. I like her. Yeah, me too. Um, I would say. Which one was Psychopath Girl in uh Pierce Brosnan's time? Um Is that Melina? No. It was, where is she? God, where Se- is she? Severin, whatever her name was. Oh my God, where is she on the list? Has she been deleted? Is that her? Is it Severin? I don't think it was. She was Russian, it? wasn't she? The girl in like the big puffball trousers. No, no, the one, oh. she was like getting off on killing people. It's like all guys. Oh, yes. No, not Severin. Severin's a recent one. Okay. Uh, on well, a top. I, on a top. On a top. On a top. Where is she then? She not on here, is she? <laughs> uh, no, because on a top was a baddie. She wasn't the. Oh, bon she girl. wasn't a bon girl. Right. I would put. Who we're talking about? Big eyes. <laughs> Around here, Melina Severin, whoever these two are, around here. All right, Melina's lovely. Melina's the one who pa- whose parents died on the. Uh, oh, she's uh, better than her. The That's the Greek one. Isn't it? No, yeah. she's not. Yeah, she is. No, she. Oh, yeah. She's she in a bigger eyes. Like no, you're right. Yeah, her eyes are huge and her dress was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her. Mm. And actually, what I loved most about her was her proper imposter yeah, syndrome. Yeah. It's like every <laughs> woman at work who's like, I don't think I'm good enough for this, really. Mm. I'm really, I'm not ready for this. And then kicks ass at it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, she's, hold Maya. on. 
She's Olive getting a Vespa. Vespa? Yeah. You love Vespa. Yeah. Um, I like Paloma more. Do you? Yeah. Excuse my... Uh, I'm moving away from the mic. It's a big olive. <laughs> I wish I had an olive. <laughs> um, okay. Up to you. I would Thank say below. You. But... I'm going on top. Right, Bond theme. Meh. Meh. I mean, it wasn't, but it it was fine. It wasn't terrible, so it needs to be somewhere in the middle. Um, Would you rather listen to Underneath the Mango Tree or Billie Eilish? Underneath the Mango Tree. Oh, would you? Okay. Never, never, never say never again. It's not that good. Never, Billie Eilish never, never say never again. <laughs> I love that song. Of love. Under it fit quite Thunder nicely Ball. around Jet Black area. Yeah, but it's, it's not a modern look one. Of love. So uh, between look of love and garbage. Okay. Um. Right. Notable baddie. So it's fucking eyeball got, dude, but he was bullshit. Well, was it though? We've got Blofeld and Safin and Cyclops and Logan Ash. Who? Oh, Smiley. Smiley. I guess it would have to be Smiley because Eyeball made no impression on me whatsoever. Yeah. And Logan Ash was not great. He wasn't notable. It wasn't great. Um, He he did kill Felix. Yeah, but not in a, I mean, in a very meh way. Yeah. Uh, Who else we got? (laughs) Right. Straight up, he wasn't as good as Haircut. So, and hair, so there you that. go. Yeah. <laughs> right okay. <above>. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, best car chase. Yeah. So the one at the name with the bike jump. Say it again. The car chase. Car chase, okay. Um, car chase with the bike jump. <laughs> car chase with the bike jump. It's the donuts with the miniguns dropping the bombs. Very good. Very short, though. I liked it. So Bond was... It was just sat there thinking, is Swan working for Blofeld or not? Whilst being surrounded, whilst people were shooting these windows out, these bulletproof windows that were coming up close range and shooting over again in the same spot to break through. She's begging for him to do something and he's just staring into nothing, thinking, what the fuck? Where, Where am I? Do I just let this happen? Do I try and escape? She begs and screams. He then starts donutting and blowing the place apart. Um, yeah. Very good, but not very dramatic. I liked it, but it's not the best car chase. I would say. Oh, I thought you were going to rate that. It is good, but it's no like a uh, tank. It's no tank. Spo loved me was um, the fucking submarine, right? So it's not that. What's this one? Oh, hovercraft. You love the hovercraft one, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You like that. Living daylights are icy. Right. So I'd say above icy. Okay, Doke. Just because the emotion, the bond emotion of the scene. You don't get much emotion in the car chase normally. <laughs> no, that's true. It's oh, uh, that is a I strong quite like the humorous one. <laughs> 
<laughs> the humor. So this like is it, Lee. This is this our. Is this the is final. our top ratings. Yeah. So we're going to go through this now. Cut to. So. Yeah. So we've got. Okay. Fine. All right. So yeah. Cut from here. Alrighty. Alrighty. And we're back. Where do you want to start? Well, should I do a should I do a run through of our scores? Uh, so, Money Penny, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get on to and then you can do a run through of what our actual best films were. Okay. Are yeah. we gonna do full twenty seven or are you gonna do top five, bottom five? Whatever you want to do. I'll let you decide. <laughs> it's cool. You just done all the maths. You can do it. <laughs> uh, I'll run through the I'll run through the bond scores. I, okay, go on. Oh, do you think we could put some um oh no, okay. I haven't prepared anything. I was thinking we could do some top four E music in the background. You can edit that in, can't you? Oh yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, so 20, yeah, 27 movies. Um, in the top spot, we've gone with Casino Royale, 10 points. Skyfall, 10 the, points. The, the 60s version, yeah? No, it's not, is it? I hope not. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Skyfall at 10 points. Her Madge, 10 points. Goldeneye, 10 points. So there's your top four. The Spy Who Loved Me, nine points. The Man with a Golden Gun, nine points. That film has got a special place in my heart at the moment, a golden gun. Um, it's not a perfect film, but it's one it's my favourite film. License to Kill. I think I sent you a message. It was it was just on TV this weekend and yeah. I just watched it. It was yeah. just <laughs> good to watch. So where are we? We're in July now, aren't we? So seven mm-hmm. months, eight months we've been doing this. I think we started mm-hmm. in December, didn't we? Um, eight months ago, would you have just watched a Bond film? No, I'll just no. skip right past it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I was in and out of the room, and Stu's parents are in there, and uh, and they were laughing at something as I walked in the room because I left it on. They were watching it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, good nights in the cupboard." I knew what was going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we're on the nine. Spy Who Loved Me, nine. The Man with Golden Gun, nine. License to Kill, nine. Golden Finger, nine. Uh, sorry, Goldfinger, not Golden Finger. Yeah. No Time to Die, eight. Never Say Never Again, eight. You Only Live Twice, eight. The Russia with Love, eight. Die Another Day, seven. Live and Let Die, seven. The World Is Not Enough, six. For Your Eyes, only six. Doctor No, six. Diamonds Are Forever, six. Now we're getting to the bottom of the barrel. We're getting like five points between two of us. Uh, View to a Kill, five. Moonraker, five. Spectre, five. That should have got a couple more. Casino Royale, 1967, four. (laughs) (laughs) The Living Daylights, three. 
Octopussy free, fundable free, tomorrow never dies one uh free, quantum of solace one. So that's interesting. Our top one. two, <laughs> our top two are Craig, and yeah. our bottom is Craig. It shows, doesn't it? It it was this was the writer strike one, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was just um I mean they were just making it up on the not making it up on the spot, but just yeah, making it up on the spot basically. It there was no there was nothing to it. So in Get our the top bad guy 10, done. In our yeah. in the in the four films that we gave a ten. Yeah. The top two are both Craig. Yeah. And then Lazenby. Yeah. And Pierce. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Interesting. Is, um, and then who's in our nine? Spy Love Me was more. Mm-hmm. More. Gone was more. License to Kill, was that Dalton? Yeah. Oh, uh, Goldfinger, Connery. Okay, so they all Gold get a mention. Goldfinger. Yeah, they'll get a mention if you go down far enough. <laughs> yeah. But on nines and tens. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And do we have a consistent bottom? So if we do the threes, Living Daylights, Octopussy, Thunderball, Tomorrow Never Dies, they're all... Um, I'm really surprised Quantum Solace actually hit a one, but um, I it deserved that was it. Me, wasn't it. I think I gave it minus points. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it minus. Tomorrow Never Dies, which is a shame because Quantum Solace is uh, the one with the guy I know in it. Saeed. Uh, sorry, sorry, Saeed. Saeed. Give us free stuff. Um, so, if you add up across all of the categories, films, yes. Bond girls, Bond themes, notable baddies and car chases. Oh, you've done a thing. Mm. Actually, our, we have two films time first place. Hit me. We have Casino, Casino Royale, just like our top scoring film. Mm-hmm. But also, The Spy Who Loved Me. It was an excellent movie. It was an excellent movie. Roger Moore, submarine bon, uh, bond car, the Lotus. I love the Lotus days. I love that it's been Aston Martin all the way through, but I love the little. There's a Beamer area and a era and a uh, Lotus era. Yeah, Spy Love Me, very nice. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, hit so it's all her mad golden eye, license to kill, golden gun, and gold finger. So they're all consistent with our with our high rated films. I'm just trying to see if there's a film in there that redeems itself with <laughs> features because I feel like so live and let die. Quantum mm. is still at the bottom, along with Casino Royale sixty seven. Although Casino Royale sixty seven. Does yeah, well, it gets a four overall. Yeah. Um, where is Live and Let Die? So Live and Let Die is a seven, it's half on our rating system, but is Temp. slightly above average in our other scoring system because of the power of yeah. Pickface. <laughs> pick face. Right, so pick face has stayed top of the board since uh-huh. the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking pig face. She was a legend. So our dream film is Casino Royale with, with pig, pig face. face. With the theme tune of Nobody Does It Better. 
mm-hmm. baddie Nobody being silver, blonde Bardem. He deserves and it. Golden eyes, Pierce Brosnan, tank but chase. If I can just talk about notable baddies for a moment, I love Silver. It was awesome. He's the one that had the most uh, depth to his character. Um, mm-hmm, definitely. But Scaramanga for me is still my individual rating is still uh, top. I think I would say. But I think they share that in common. I think Silver, Fatima Bush, Bush Blush. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's a bonga, mate. <laughs> yeah. Silver, Blush, and Scaramanga all do have depth. Yeah. They're all slightly more interesting than just a baddie for the sake of being a baddie. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, right? Because, oh, it's, because I think that's where our two different interests have come from. That a, a, an action film, when it's just action alone, is is not as engaging as when they're it's like a backstory, well, an origin story, a reason. This is where our two <laughs> views cross over, I think, is the baddies, isn't it? Whereas everything else doesn't. Um, the noble baddies, we can both agree on, I think. Whereas mm-hmm. themes, car chases, and Bond girls, we both come we from a different... Lead on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty awesome. But you know what this means? We need to get to... Um, our favourite Bond. Yeah. Did Alexa just do another thing? I didn't hear her. Okay. I think I'm losing my mind. His vespers are really strong. <laughs> I'm just moved on to the Lille Blanc on its own. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> what are you um, saying? So what I'm saying is, I think the reason the Daniel Craig films are so powerful are not necessarily because of him. I think he's a great Bond. I think mm-hmm. he's wonderful bond but i don't think the strength the the strength of the films is just the time they were created it's more the scripts had more depth and they had more comedy and the cinematography was more enhanced so i don't think it is actually down to him i could but i couldn't call it between him and connery and lazenby so uh, and dalton so for me is a joint bottom with those two really okay yeah i agree with everything you said but I feel his bond, I feel like when we rated, um, what's his name? Pierce. Pierce. It's because he moved the character on so far from what the others did. He was a great mm-hmm. bond, but he was also a modern bond. This bond yep. is the most modern bond, obviously, because he is the most modern mm. bond. I feel like he deserves to be up there. I would put him between Lazenby and Moore, but... <sighs> I'm going to do a controversial thing and say I think Moore is the best Bond above Pierce Brosnan. Oh, overall, he's the best, in my opinion. Nobody's done it better. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is where we had the the, the discussion before. I so think that's we've why had it before. Starface, yeah. because he's your personal favourite, mm-hmm. and that's why Lazenby's got a Starface. Yeah. Are you, I mean, let's come back to Top Bond in a minute. In terms of Craig himself, you're saying that you would put him between Moore and Lazenby. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to always be difficult for Lazenby to ever redeem himself because he only did the one. 
Yeah. I would be more comfortable as a compromise to have Craig between Lazenby and the last two as a right. starting point. But and, how do you feel about Brosden in the top spot? So sadly, I think I could be convinced, which I'm annoyed about because I clearly had reasons at the time that we were discussing this. And I don't think it was as simple as I just didn't want your favourite to be the best one. I think <laughs> I had a reason that I liked Pierce genuinely more than more. Well, I think what happened was but after more, have... Dalton really didn't hit the mark. Mm. It did well, but it didn't hit mm-hmm. the mark. And then Brosnan came in and said, oh, this is a refreshing Bond take. But then the Craig Bond was more refreshing than the Pierce Bond, in my opinion. Okay. But Craig Bond isn't the best. Yeah. See where I'm coming from? I do. I, right. So I am happy to put more first because I think he, I think. I think he will always be Bond. He, yeah, he is that's the Bond right. that's that I think my... of when I think of Bond. Yeah, yeah. Same. That's that's well put. That's exactly what I was thinking. When you think Bond, that's who I picture. Yeah, you see those flares spinning around in the gun battle. <laughs> Never got out of those flares. Uh, you can put. Okay, no, I don't I'm mind where I those would be going. No, because now we've had this conversation on where and now. Um, I've moved the pictures around. I can see it more. I can see why Craig. But then does Craig need to actually be better than Pierce? I think Craig is better than Pierce. Yeah, I think he I is. think the only reason Pierce was up there is because of the new like era the of Bond. Of, yeah, it kind of, we felt more familiar. Yeah. So we have it, Lee. We have our definitive Bond. I wouldn't mind. Bondment. You could put Lazy Bean second if you want. No, I want it to be real. I want to. I want it to be. I he. I, I'll keep him Starface because he will always be my favourite Bond. Okay. But if we were to break down who represents Bond, the depth and the broad, the the breadth of his character, more Craig Brosnan, Lazenby, and then Joint Connery Dalton. I like that. Which I think will upset most Bond fans. With Connery really? last joint last. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, like from a curious <laughs> point of view. Yeah. But hey, they're self-rating. So we're going more Craig, Brosnan, Lazenby, Joint, Connery, and Salt Corrosion. What's his name? Dalton. Yeah. Dalton. Wow. And our dream. So going back to our dream lineup then. So this is Roger Moore starring in Casino Royale with yes. Pigface as his Bond girl. Nobody <laughs> does it better as the theme tune. Silver as the baddie and the tank with his head popping out the top as the car. That chase. would be that a does sound fucking, fucking good movie. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the it next movie. It has got everything. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> That's what they should do. They should AI out of all of the existing films. Yeah, the best and just song montage it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think we're done. I think we're done. That, that's it, man. Um, I uh, didn't actually note anything for this, but yeah, this is uh, the end of. Well, like I said earlier, it's not the end, but it's the end of the Bond saga for now. 
until there's another movie. Yeah. What kind of break are you thinking of? Um, so what do you, so you want to do The Rock and um, Austin Powers, right? Do you want to do that as like a bonus episode? I want to do The Rock because it's linked to the Sean Connery Bond films. Mm-hmm. We want to do the Austin Powers because we want to see if we get more jokes that we would have yeah. wouldn't have done before. I can't remember what other you had a <laughs> list, didn't you, of other movies? Yeah, there is a list. It didn't go very far actually. We had Doctor Strange Love because of Casino Way Out, Austin Powers, the Fleming biopic, Twelve Monkeys, Gremlins, The Return of the Man from Uncle and the Rock. But we bolded the Rock and Austin Powers. They were, I think they were the key links. Okay, it'd be fun to watch Austin Powers with the boys. When do you want to do those? Do you want to take um, a break? So let's be flexible about those just in the next few weeks. And then mm-hmm. let's take summer off. Is that okay? Yeah. And then come back. And like then we're going to come back. September with a new theme. Yeah. Okay. And Ooh. soups. Soups. Yeah. One thing before soups. Mm. Yeah. Um, Saffin. Yeah. Although a fully grown adult when he attacked uh, Swan as a kid, he's yes. only four years older than her in real life, and that was yeah. make, makeup up. And although I love the actor, I don't think he was... He, he done a perfect job, but he mm-hmm. was too young for the part. Agreed. Agreed and noted. I forgot to say that earlier. Um, it's fine. We're just anyway, there. Kara. Soups. Soups. We had a corn chowder three times in Thunderball. <laughs> We had a brodetto, which is a fish soup in For Your Eyes Only. In Never Say Never Again, forget the soup, Felix. (laughs) That was a classic. That was a great soup. Yeah. Uh, A View to a Kill. I believe he has a fly in his soup. (laughs) With the eyebrow. (laughs) And No Time to Die, 26 minutes in. This was good soup. There is more complexity in tomato soup. Double soup. Double soup. All right, we're done. It's been fun, man. Hasn't it? It's been a blast. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just feeling quite jazzed up at the moment. I think I think later I'm going to feel like, oh. It's over. I, I don't have, I haven't got another bloody film to watch. You have. I definitely love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You definitely love. Um, I definitely agreed to love it more as time went on. I began to look forward to my Bond sit downs. I'm a Bond fan now. Yeah, me too. Are we gonna go and watch the new one whenever it comes At out? Cinema together. At the cinema. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then we we'll review a it. of Vespa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, this is. The 40-year-old Bond virgins completed our quest. Lost our Bond virginity. Shout out to Bill. Shout out to Nigeria. Nigeria. (laughs) Anyone else? Soup. (laughs) Awesome. It's been amazing. Thanks for this, Lee. Thank you. And we'll see you guys soon. Say the salt thing. Do the salt thing. Do the salt thing? A salt salt corrosion? Salt corrosion. (laughs) See you later.
for you. 